Good day, listeners. Welcome back for the bonus episode this week. As promised, we will continue our discussion regarding the military from our regularly scheduled episode. I hope you enjoy. And go. <laughs> Brain no work. Brain is trying to make legs stay up. All right, so before we cut off, we were talking about the military, talking about training. Oh, yeah, it, since fucking almost like right back into it. Um, yeah, it, it really does boggle me that you guys don't have an OSET. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, as far as grunt training would go, <gasps> it would make more sense, and it's more cost-efficient. Why? What do you mean, why? Why? Why is it... What? Why would it make more sense, or be cost-efficient? No, it makes more sense, because it is more efficient because instead of having to send you guys to different like stations to do your combat training especially for combat MOS oh. I mean, it, you, they wouldn't have to worry about sending you guys to someplace else they can keep you at that one place it's a completely different mindset like they don't want uh, when you're in boot camp, it's completely mental and completely taking you away from everything you know. If you see people in training being uh, treated normal, then it might not rewire you the way that they want. But I guess that makes sense. Another, like another reason that we go to somewhere else is because. We were already there for 14 weeks for basic. Yeah. And then we get released for usually... Um, after boot camp, we get released. Uh, we usually get like a week or two of time with our families. Um, or if you're like me, who's... Boot camp ended in December. I went off and did uh, recruiting duty. Since it was December and Christmas, my recruiting duty was twice for time. <laughs> so you did... What What did you do? Why don't you have OSIT? <laughs> His brain just kind of blanked for a couple minutes there. <laughs> brain no work! Brain so no work! We have 14 months boot camp. Mm-hmm. And that's completely breaking us down mental. So separate that from everybody else. 
it's drill and knowledge. That's all we get. Like, the only fire course we have is the M16. Other than that, we have the crucible at the very end, which was everything we learned. After that, so we... So, you guys have... It's basic basic training with rifle ball. Yes. That's like our red face. Um... We're completely broken down and reprogrammed, if you will. <sighs> Back to what we were saying. You want to separate the mental breakdown from treating somebody like normal. Which I guess to me kind of makes sense. Um, yes, all we have is rifle fall and the crucible. So all we get is what, like the classes, the drill, uh, beating each other up with pugil sticks. But it's a completely different atmosphere altogether. When do you guys get to fire uh, automatic weapons? It's like the saw, 240, is that at your combat training, or is that in the basic? Um, I mean, honestly, it's not even in combat training. Like, we get the M16. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Uh, grunts get all the other weapon classes until we get to MOS. What? The other weapon classes. You know what I mean. All the other weapon systems. I do know what you mean, but for some odd reason, I just heard weapon classes, and I was like, Call of Duty? <laughs> okay. RPGs? They get all the other weapon systems. Not even all of them. Until MOS training. Um, like, they don't handle uh, hand handguns. I never fired a sidearm. Yeah. Ever. Infantry do not handle them. Military police do. But military police is the only job that handles every weapon system in the Marines. All right. And say. Which, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know this, but. Weapons instructors in the. Marine Corps mm -hmm. or military police? Military police do all weapons instruction. We know more than the infantry. So I guess to answer your question, MOS training is when we do most of that. Um, MCT, we did uh, grenades, um, grenades, 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 
I think our M67 training was in what we would consider, I think, white phase? I don't know what that means. Uh, our basic training is divided up in phases. Red phase is, well, quite honestly, your basic. Mm. Where we are not treated <laughs> as, as humans. Well, I can't even say that. It is straight up just... You are a trainee. You know absolutely nothing. You're not allowed to <laughs> think. <laughs> you just, it's to do what you're told. And everything you do is technically going to be wrong. It is, uh, it is essentially the breakdown phase. And how long is that? Uh, honestly, it depends on where you go. Because red face is like a percentage of the amount of time. I think our I think our red face was like three or five weeks or something like that. Yeah, you have that for weeks. We have that for months. Yeah, we condense, which is part of what makes us our training harder. Uh, yeah. That's what really makes ours more rigorous, is that we have a lot more than you. Well, yeah. We have almost a year of just training. Yeah. Huh. Hence the reason why grunt light. <laughs> <laughs> Grunt full. But, um. Between uh, boot camp and BCT or M MCT. It was. You get time to be with your family. Uh. It's like you take some leave time. Fortunately for me, I didn't have to use any of my crude leave time because I got ordered on uh, um, what did I say? The recruiting duty. Yeah. Which I think even army if you're actually in that time frame um, of Christmas you do end up going home and I think you actually can do recruiting duty that, that but uh, yeah Yeah. 
I got a cut, but I can't tell if it's a cut or a splinter. Oh. I think it's just a cut. Anywho. Um, yeah, our, we usually get like a week off before we have to go to MCT or BCT. Um, but I got almost a month off because recruiting duty. Yeah. Which actually really fucking sucked for the first part of it because I had to. I was one of those guys dressed in their blues, ringing the bell, asking for chump change. No. And then, um... <laughs> try! Uh, and then came the fun part, where I actually drove around collecting toys for Tots. Which we picked up those big boxes which people fill up at their businesses, or, um, just donated toys. I think my favorite one was stopping to pick up bicycles. Bicycle. Bicycle. Yep. We took a U-Haul to a bicycle shop, like a pretty big warehouse, mm -hmm. and we couldn't find the owner, <laughs> So, but we... We couldn't find the owner, but we found golf carts. <laughs> so me and the recruiter. Now, mind you, I'm only an E1 at this point. I should have been E2 because of Boy Scouts, but I didn't get the promotion. Um, right. I'm only an E1, and this is an E5. Chasing each other around on golf carts. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually awesome. And not something that you normally see in the in the Marines. The different um, ranks getting along. But well, I will say this: you don't really see too many E ones. And an E5 or above, really ever socializing or getting along. Other than the Marine Corps birthday. Huh, yeah. For Marines. Being E4 and below, <laughs> you really are looked down upon. Well, E3 and below. E4, you're kind of... Oh! You're right, going downstairs harder. It really is. And it kind of hurts. Wobbly. Yeah. Oh, no. He talks about... You don't really ever see E1s and E5s getting along. We get along. 
It's a very good point. I don't, I don't have an explanation for that one. <laughs> I could say, well, it's because we're out. No, because the mentality is still there. And I mean, I would say that's all off duty in it. No, no, the mentality is still. I think it's the different branches. Like if you were a private, a marine private, and you were a shitbag, I would definitely look look down on you, like you're a fucking shitbag. Yeah. I don't want to consort with that. Like the guy that we just fired. I don't want to consort yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, I, I really can't speak for myself on that part. I would like to think that I am not a total shitbag. I'd like to think I carry myself a little bit above that. Just a little. <laughs> I am not shitbag status. But I do have a little bit of sham. <laughs> Explain to the listener sham. Sham comes from the ancient text of fuckery. Now I'm going to cut in real quick and say we have a different word for this. <laughs> sham shield, which E4 specialist. You are at that point approaching an NCO status, per se. But at this rank, you learn the ancient art of fuckery and hide-and-seek. The ancient techniques of looking like you're doing something extremely important without doing something important or anything at all. Yeah, you're being skate with us. Also, you figure out ways to Although, requisition For things. us, that happens more at the Lance Corporal level of E3. E4 is NCO. We have two ranks of NCO before we get to staff. Ours is pretty much one. <laughs> like you have full fuckery status up to four. Four is when full fuckery begins, but you start to understand that you are approaching the I have to find the fuckery. <laughs> And stop it. Yeah, no, not for us. <laughs> so for us, you start to understand it at Lance Corporal. At Corporal and Sergeant, you are the fuckery. NCO is just all around fuckery. Like you learned to disappear as a sergeant in the Corporal. Well, <laughs> you see, I can't really speak on that part because, well, I never made it. I didn't make it past two. <laughs> I could have made it to three. At staff is where you learn to 
I need to root out the source of this evil. <laughs> I must revert back to my old ways to know where they have hidden the fuckery. And not necessarily stop it, but direct it. Because mm. stopping the fuckery, well, that's never going to happen. There's <laughs> only hurting the fuckery in a direction. Yeah, because staff is when you start thinking that it's happening lower down. You forget that you were that fuckery just a moment sooner. <laughs> it's hmm. like your brain takes over once you get that extra chevron for most of them. Or that uh, extra rocker. So, oh, Jesus. Oh, it's stairs. Oh, my knee. Fuck. Uh, uh, knee exercises mixed with the torn meniscus hurts on the stairs. Um, oh, fuck. So, once you reach staff sergeant, then. You, you start to wanting to root it out. <laughs> and then you reach gunnery sergeant where just kind of fuck all I want to sleep. And that's where we start diverging. That's where our ranks start splitting. Start splitting? Yes. With first sergeant. First sergeant and gunnery sergeant. Two different things. Same rank. One is field, one is paperwork. If you go to the admin side, you're a tool and you want to root out evil. If you go field side, you just continue being evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. Gunny and first are both nine? Yes. Uh, they're both eight. Eight? Eight, yes. What the fuck is your guys' E9 then? Uh, Master Gunnery Sergeant and... Top? What is top? No, it wouldn't be top. I don't know what that means. Technically, that's who we called our first sergeant. Although I'm beginning to question a lot of things now. Um, oh no, no, okay. Seven is gunnery sergeant. I feel bad that I had to look it up. Um, E8 is master sergeant and first sergeant. E9 is master gunnery sergeant. Okay. 
uh, master gunnery sergeant and sergeant major. Yeah, Nyan is master gunny and sergeant major. I have to question things now. So, Staff Sergeant, you want to root out evil. Gunnery Sergeant is when you start thinking in the back of your mind, should I root out evil or shouldn't I? And that's when you decide which way you're going. If you're going to root out the all evil, you go first, Sergeant. If you want to fuck with everybody else and just say fuck it, you go, Master Sergeant. I never made it that high. But we had two gunnery sergeants that did both routes. And one of them was a fucking asshole and pushed for me getting out. My brain just melted. No. What? Why? Because... E8 in the army is also first sergeant. I thought it was E9. Well, I'm pretty sure sergeant major too. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure nine in all branches is the end. Yeah. Oh, I, I I knew I knew that E9 was because there's no ten. I know that, but I I there's an E10. It's the mythical unicorn. No. Yes. No, that's W. <laughs> that's not an E, that's a W. It is a CW. Well. CW5. Because there's W, and then there's CW2, 3, 4, and 5. According to defense.gov, it's just W5. CW05. But it's still encompassed by W5. That's subcategories. We have Warrant Officer 1 and then Chief Warrant Officer 2, 3, 4, and 5. Okay. I don't know why you get the Chief at 2. Because <laughs> you, you went above the first one. I don't know, but then you reach 5 and you become the Mythical Unicorn. Yes. For those who don't know the military ranks, they're... Of course, is enlisted. Then there's officer, and most people and then think there's that... enlisted officers. Yes. Now, enlisted is often referred to as the backbone, the shit, the people that get shit done. Oh, officers are usually who we call the dark side. They are the ones who sit in an office and deem what needs to be done, and then say, "Do." There is a magical space I, between E and O. I see faces. <laughs> I, I don't know much about that because our officer, who was a captain, and then he became major, 
That's all I knew him as. Obviously, I knew his last name, but I'm not. Yeah. Going into that, um, he didn't really do much, as far as I'm aware. I didn't see it. He he gave us our liberty briefings uh, when we had extended weekends, and that's pretty much it for holidays. Um, then we didn't see him ever, unless he got in trouble, which I had to deal with the fuck-ups. But it was usually our first sergeant that did everything that we hated in life. Well. Which, when I got to my unit, we just stood up our unit, so we didn't have one until I was leaving the unit. Um, we actually progressed really slowly. Our highest enlisted was a staff sergeant and our captain, which fun fact about our captain, I knew our captain before I got to my unit. Oh, yeah. We had a captain and a lieutenant, by the way, but I knew my captain before I got to my unit because my captain was in MOS training with me. Really? Yeah. How interesting. <laughs> Which, fun fact, in Marine MOS training is uh, basically no, ho no holds barred. Everybody is treated exactly the same. Was, have... he a, was he a reclass? No. Um, Wait, why was an O training in... What? I'm having a hard time contemplating the fact that he was an officer, but in MOS training with... Because you. our MOS training is always co-classed. So you have the enlisted with the officers training for the same thing in all our MOSs. It's the same training, so why differentiate it between officers and enlisted? You want the officer to be able to do the same job, right? Well, yeah, but Mike... So again, why split it? It's just more cost-effective and more efficient. Was he a ROTC? No. Officer candidate school? He went to college, and then he went to take the officer's course. Oh, that, that's, that's where my brain is like, you know, where's this happening? And he went through the officer candidate school, and then that was his job training. Because in my mind, I'm going, he's an officer. Did he start out as an enlisted, and uh, what the fuck did he spend an amount of years and in your basic, just gathering ranks, like, I'm going to collect them all. Oh, me and him were the same age. So, in, he, my, in my brain, I'm like, he's, this man spent years in the, the basic training. Like, I need to collect all the ranks <laughs> and yeah, then no, go. He, did, he didn't cardinal over. He was a straight officer. 
So okay, right that's where college. my brain was like, I don't, yeah. I know, understand, I know, understand. Yep. <laughs> he was an officer straight out of college. Okay. And then we take those officers and we train them the same as our enlisted. They, they don't go through basic, they just go straight to the MOS school. Which I think that they should at least do our MCT, but... I mean, that I think that sense. would get us a little too comfy to hanging out with officers. What do you think? Too comfy? What? <laughs> If we did the three months with officers in MCT, and then we did our MOS, you think that would get us too comfy with officers? Mind you, in officers at MOS school are treated exactly the same as enlisted. We don't call them sir. I think, no, I think they should go through all of it with you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, I, but I know that's not how it usually is because they have their own thing with the officer candidate school but i do think that all officers should do that i don't know what he's doing with his knife it's got stuff on it so i don't want to close it and i'm waiting to clean it it's got the protein there's a giant chunk of protein at the top. Okay, so the unicorn. We got through It's that enlisted. magical space in between enlisted and officer. It's a magical space that not too many people really know about. Mm -hmm. They are officers, but they're not. Yep, they haven't taken the, uh, the step to cardinal over from enlisted to officer. But they took the step to become a mythical unicorn. Uh, it is called Warrant Officer. Now, you will find ones and twos and a couple threes. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is I've never seen a four, but I've seen one five. I haven't even seen a five. I don't remember why I saw a five. She was at the comm station on my base, mm -hmm. which, fun fact... This Chief Warrant Officer 5 was also a fashion model. Ah. ah. I don't remember her name. I only found out about that from other enlisted. Hmm. And I never got the chance to look that up. But she was very nice. Yeah? Yeah. Like, she, we went into her office. Uh, she called us in one by one. But it wasn't anything bad. She was just, like, wanted to see how we were doing. How was training, or not training, how was the base? How was everyday life? How was the Mew? How was getting ready for the Mew? Uh, for those listening, the Mew is the Marine Corps Expeditionary Unit where we go from country to country on boats, uh, cross-training with other military branches. 
other countries, military branches, not our own. Because you were a special one. Yes. For those of you who don't know, this man was leagues ahead of me when it comes to jobs. I was just a straight-up grunt. Not only is he full grunt, because Marine, I was grunt light, um, he went up to, he, he went even further beyond. What is that? Uh, he was technically a, a special. I, I can claim operator. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, I got nothing bad to say about them. They're badass. They have some unique techniques. Going on the podcast. No. So in the Philippines, the Philippines, I think, was my favorite. In the Philippines, we trained alongside the Filipino Marines. Um, but we held a base. We practiced our whatever. <laughs> like... can't really say what we did there like we had training mm -hmm. we had weapons training mm -hmm. we had fighting a uh, combat training but we also had other things I don't know where this motherfucker is going um I've never seen that before But we had other things, like we had a humanitarian mission, mm -hmm. where we went and we cleaned up a school. We uh, did base drills, we patrolled, and there was a couple shops on base, and the Filipinos came onto the base and set up shop. Really nice, really lovely people. Really nice culture. That's another thing I'm actually quite jealous of with a lot of people, the, the culture experience. Something I did not have. Another good cultural experience was Singapore. So everybody sees Singapore like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, dirty, torn down. Singapore is one of the cleanest countries I've ever been to. Fuck their laws. <laughs> I say that because you'll get a $200 in Sing fine for chewing gum. 
200 sing for singing. 200 sing for dancing in public. 200 sing for smoking outside of the designated area, which is a small 4 by 4 painted square on the ground. You can't eat or drink while moving. You can't eat or drink on a train. What the fuck? You have to eat and drink in designated areas. Their laws suck, but it leads to a very clean society. Yeah. I don't quite understand the gum. <laughs> still. Because I remember you telling me about this before. And it still just boggles my mind. Not being able to chew gum. Which, granted, military-wise, I mean, I'm pretty sure with every branch, they don't necessarily like it. Like when you're talking to a superior, shouldn't be chewing gum. Well, unfortunately, folks, I'm going to have to call it here. We are coming mightily close to the hour mark. So we will continue this conversation at a later date. You will probably hear further on this in a couple weeks. But for now, I bid you adieu. Happy holidays. And a happy new year. <laughs>